Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of our podcast. Today we'll explore the art of communication and focus on the practice of nonviolent communication, also known as NVC. In today's episode, we will share a relatable story that sheds light on the challenges of expressing oneself and the importance of empathy and compassion when communicating with others. Additionally, we will delve deeper into the key components of NVC and provide useful examples for implementing these principles in various aspects of our life. Let's begin with the story of ten-year-old Sarah. Sarah often has difficulty expressing her thoughts, feelings, and needs with her friends and family. Sometimes she's worried that if she speaks up, others may misunderstand her or respond negatively, leading to conflict. Or damaged relationships, she believes that by keeping her thoughts to herself, she can avoid hurting the people she cares about. One day at school, Sarah and her classmates are assigned to work on a group project. There is an important decision to be made about the focus of their project, and Sarah has a strong opinion but is too afraid to voice it out loud. She worries that her suggestion might be met with criticism, or hurt her friends' feelings. This is where the practice of nonviolent communication can make a world of difference. Developed by psychologist Dr. Marsha Rosenberg, NVC provides a framework for communication that encourages connection, understanding, and empathy. By learning and applying the principles of NVC, we can foster a supportive environment where expressing feeling and needs is encouraged, understood, and respected. Now let's talk about the four key principles of nonviolent communication, which people often refer to as O F N R: observations, feelings, needs, and requests. Observations: first, try to describe the situation as it is without adding any judgment or evaluation. Keep your observations free from personal opinions or interpretations. For instance. You might say, "I noticed the empty milk carton in the fridge," rather than "You drank all the milk and didn't replace it." Feelings. Next, share your emotions about the situation. Use I statements and own your feelings instead of placing the blame on someone else. For example, say, "I feel disappointed," rather than "You made me disappointed." Needs. After expressing your feelings, recognize the underlying needs or values that are connected to them. We all have universal human needs like autonomy, connection, and security. So instead of saying "You should have told me we were out of milk," say, "I need clear communication and consideration for my needs." Requests. Lastly, make a specific, actionable request that will help address your needs. Make sure it is genuinely a request and not a demand. So ask, "Could you please let me know when we are running low on milk in the future?" Instead of, "You need to tell me when we are out of milk." To illustrate how NVC can be used in context of a school setting, let's revisit Sarah's classroom situation. If her teacher encourages the students to communicate using NVC, Sarah might say. When I realized we needed to choose a topic for our project, I felt a bit nervous because I want our project to be engaging and educational. Could we consider focusing on the French Revolution for our project? 
other students may respond thoughtfully, saying, "When you shared your idea, I felt curious because I also want our project to be interesting. I'm open to exploring the French Revolution further and discussing how it could work for a project." Continue with the idea of using MVC in a school setting. Let's look at another example to show how it can make difference in classroom communication. So, picture Tim, a student who is really trying to wrap his head around a tricky math concept. As he's working on solving a problem at the chalkboard, his classmate Linda just can't help but interrupt him constantly, trying to give him advice. Now, instead of getting angry, Tim decides to apply MVC by saying, "You know, Linda, when you interrupt me while I'm up here at the board, I can't help but feel super frustrated and overwhelmed. Honestly, what I need right now is a quiet, focused environment to help me make sense of this math problem. Would you mind giving me just a few moments of silence so I can work through this problem on my own, Linda?" Taking a moment to reflect, can reply, "Oh, I didn't realize, Tim. I noticed you were struggling, and I just wanted to help, because well, I care about our teamwork. I promise I'll hold back, not saying anything until you are done with the problem, or ask for help. All right. Now let's consider how NVC can be applied to a parenting situation, and contrast it with a non-NVC approach." Illustrating the potential negative outcome if NVC is not employed. Imagine a mother Karen, who notices her teenage son Jake staying up late on school nights and not completing his homework. Concerned for his academic performance and well-being, she decides to address this issue using NVC. Karen initiates the conversation gently, saying. Jake, I've noticed you've been staying up late on school nights and not finishing your homework, which makes me feel concerned and worried about your well-being. As a mom, I want to support you and help you find a balance between rest and your schoolwork. How about we sit down together and come up with a schedule that ensures you have enough time for sleep and homework? Jake appreciates his mother's approach and replies, "Mom, thanks for understanding." I've been dealing with a lot of pressure at school lately, and it's been hard to manage my time well. I really want to find a balance between school, friends, and relaxation. Let's work together to come up with a plan that considers all the stuff I've got going on and still allows me some time to chill and unwind. Alternatively, consider Karen approaching the situation without MVC. Jake, why are you always staying up late and not doing your homework? Don't you know how this is going to affect your grades? You need to get it together. Jake feels slightly attacked and feels defensive. Why are you always on my case? I have a lot going on at school, and you don't understand the pressure I'm under. By using MVC in this parenting situation, Karen and Jake create a positive environment for talking, which helps them understand each other's emotions and needs better. This approach builds connection and teamwork, improving a strong and supportive parent-child relationship. On the other hand, without MVC, their communication could increase tension and create a potential roadblock in their relationship. In conclusion, utilizing nonviolent communication can build stronger connections, 
not only in classroom scenarios, parenting situations, but also in other relationships in our lives. By expressing ourselves openly, empathetically, and considerately, we can foster healthier and more supportive bonds, paving the way for improved connection and collaboration. As you move forward with your relationships, remember the benefits of applying NVC principles and witness the positive transformation in your conversations. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We hope that you found the discussion helpful and that you apply the principles of nonviolent communication in various aspects of your life. Until next time.